Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Excellence Cartel. Today, we have Daniela Di Silvestro joining us, and she has the condition. What is it, Miss Kate Lane? Ataxia. Okay, we're going to get into what that is because it was a badass video that Jason Scoob shared on his IG, which was very inspirational. Really cool. We wanted to bring you on and chat about that fresh off your awesome stage presence this past weekend. But as is with tradition, let's go to the last seven days. Jason, how has your last seven days been, man? It's been interesting. Um, I was in Florida on Thursday to Saturday. Um, I was on a uh, TV show called Country Ball. Um, It's about basically this high school uh, coach that's pretty well connected. And uh, he goes, he goes around the show and helps kids who are very good players, but they're not getting the looks that they deserve. Um, And new ethics, I guess we uh, worked out a sponsorship deal. And uh, so there was product placement. So kind of think like um, how they used to do it in. uh, Oh, what was that show called with Donald Trump celebrity apprentice. So they would bring on like, you know, they would strategically place a product rather than just saying hey go buy this and it's the same thing so they needed someone from the company to be there to kind of talk to the kids about the product and what they're seeing with the product and it's going to be placed in these shows um they were on and had a really good um feedback they already have distribution so if you google country ball you can find them they're pretty cool little episodes but it looks like it's gonna be picked up on like your hulus your netflixes and stuff so we're hoping it gives us some extra traction in a different market so other than that mentorship five is filled my group five is filled i'll start taking a wait list for six um, i'm having a lot of good feedback from people um so if you're interested in that let me know uh, other than that, this past weekend, I had like seven people compete and everyone did awesome. Daniela was one of them. Um, had some pros, had some amateurs, uh, all different divisions. Everyone looked great. Everyone did really well. So I posted a ton of them on my feed. Someone lagged. I think oh, it was Jay. Jason. He's frozen. Yeah, you just froze up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, well, I got your attention. Let's talk about PEC7 because you have the flyer pulled up. Ladies and gentlemen, it is go www.theexcellencecartel.com. Jeff, what weekend is also this weekend down at Florida that oh, people need to be aware of? Gasparilla. Gasparilla. People who are natives of Tampa, you guys are, are familiar with the Pirate Festival um, going on that weekend, the 27th through the 29th, right? I'm going so, as a pirate. People who are listening, just be aware. It's like a little cultural, um, you know, party down there. So book your travel in advance, book your hotels, your Airbnbs, because things do fill up. I went to Gasparilla back in 2010 and I almost got herpes. So why the hell did you go to Gasparilla? How did we get there? Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Like I, I wouldn't, I'm more about the curious about the case of herpes. Like why were you getting into that? Yeah, why were you? I, I was. I went down in 2010 to hang out with my friends. But I got a buddy that lives down in Tampa, and okay. we drank. We went to Ybor City. We met mm-hmm. some women. You know, like things got out of control. You know, so. Oh my goodness! What happened to Gasparilla? All right. Well, the last seven days, have you had any possible contact with anyone that you know of that might have had herpes? That would no, be what no, I would no. ask. All right. I bet it's pretty possible. Been- Kate is <laughs> laughing her ass off. Kate, how do you like D'Artagnan back there? My my buddy D'Artagnan. 
The dude, hey, he's the, not bad. Not bad. It's an eight pointer. <laughs> Little pointer. cutie. You know, I can't say that I shot him, but I did buy him. So <laughs> you bought a deer that you didn't a, shoot and hung it in your yes, house. He did. I'm yes, a liberal. Did. I'm yes, a liberal that lives in Massachusetts, according to Jeff. And no, no, I'm not. I'm not really liberal. No, I'm. I'm more like. Uh, I like how you had to like really backtrack out of that fast. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I was like, uh, like li liberal is like a mental health disease now at this point. I, I still think he voted for Biden. He won't say so. <laughs> I did not vote for Biden. I uh, swear to God. I are we getting it out of him live on air? Who did you oh, vote for? Hi, there was this girl that convinced me to vote for Hillary back in 2016. <laughs> I did it, you know, because I wanted to date her, but it never worked out. So, you know, like. Anyways, listen, last seven days have been great. Like Jason, you know, business is popping. I signed another mentee client uh, for a business coaching. Um, I have six new plans I'm sitting on in varying degrees, returning clients, new clients. Business is great. I have everything to be thankful for. I'm finally picking up my Porsche this Saturday at 9 a.m. They are going to give me the full-on delivery experience um so i'm of course psyched for that because it's been two years in the making but um other than that you know people who have been watching my social media of course we talked about this on the podcast with um you know some other business coaching companies out there i was able to secure um some refunds for people who have yeah, had a, that. you know a subpar experience um you know i'll, I'll just say it with nci and bci because we, we talked yeah. about this um and yeah they're doing the right thing and they are refunding people for their experiences and that is a small win a small drop in the bucket but i was happy to play a role and a lot of people are happy about that so that's cool. all i've got well cool i'm glad that uh that seems like that's gonna have a happy ending on what you were dealing with in that regard and no that deer is lame as shit and i'm not pointing to it's it it's actually um, pretty small i mean to get a deer oh size, man it's pretty small funny. And you just actually use the finger thing. So, like, would you ask oh. him to lay? Would you ask him to lay it next to his shoe to be able to understand size oh. appropriately, <laughs> or a dollar bill? Hey. Like, I mean, wow, this is getting out of control. Um, so last, yeah. My, yeah, I know my voice is getting shot too. Um, my last seven days have been good. So I went to Home Goods the other day, gentlemen, and I was wearing a pair of jorts and like I had my beanie on and stuff. And every single woman talked to me. It's the mustache. Yeah. I'm convinced yep. it's the mustache. It is the mustache. And I get a chance to be like, do you know that 84 men kill themselves a week and 75% of suicides are male? And they're like, oh my God, no. And I like, I have this deep conversation. My home goods shopping experience, gentlemen, if you're single and you're looking for qualified female buyers, <laughs> you would go to home goods because they are usually 30 to 40. You've already been like kicked in the gut once or twice, kind of get like what a bad day is. <laughs> Kind of like, you know, you're not really setting great expectations. Like they already know that you're going to give them bottom of the barrel in all areas at one point. Like they understand what this is made of. So it was a great experience. But in that, um, did you I get was, numbers? I mean, no, I didn't get numbers. It wasn't like that. But why was it like, hey, uh, I see you looking at that pot, you know, like, <laughs> how do you plan on roasting that meat? You know, like I didn't like be like that. It wasn't creepy, Jason. You just told single guys to go there. So I just got me. I'm saying it. I was out there. I mean, I'm not currently on the prowl. No, I am not on the prowl. There's your open answer. I'm not on the prowl. Um, so 
Thera and Katie. So when we reopened Jan, uh, June of 2020, well, I put reopen in quotes when I was yeah. like, I told people I reopened <laughs> was June of 2020. So we opened with 522 memberships, right? Yeah. As of the end of December, the girls are on pace to do 1,064 memberships. Yeah. We would have done 100% in 18 months. So that was super cool. That or you, you got I'm starting to get where I'm looking that number two is going to be a very big reality faster than everybody's prepared yeah. for. So I'm currently like giving everybody like straight diesel fuel down their throat. Like, get ready, motherfuckers. It's, we're about to strap it on and see what failure really looks like on a whole and new you're, level. Uh, you're you're six, 60, 60 bucks a month, right? Yeah, 65 um, if all this growth has caused us, I'm creating a new position. So we're working on that. Um, so that's always cool to create a new position, but I went to Arte this past weekend with Ed Milet and Andy. I talked about this with Brandon earlier, but you know, man, I can say one thing that the imposter syndrome, it blows me away that you had two dudes who make nine figures plus and people are asking them like, how do you handle a bad day? And I'm like, you got like, that's the fucking question. Like, not like, all right, for tax purposes, in quotes, is it better for me to have more insurance? And like, like I'd be asking those questions, not like all this other stuff. So if you're out there in business and you have a good attitude, which was Robert Greene's presentation, you're more likely to win in business. Your attitude determines more things like how you're resilient when you get kicked in the nuts was what his whole thing was. And can you take sustained nut kicking all the time and still enjoy what you do? So it's pretty cool um, on that regard. And then I used the power washer. So you could go to that Arity that you went to and not- It's Arity. It's Arity. You're like Arity. Whatever. I get it. Uh, I understand. So you can go there without being a part of the five grand membership or whatever? Yeah, you can buy into those events, but- you know, I mean, here's the deal. It's neuro-linguistic programming at its finest, right? Like you're watching people who just need to understand, like, I believe I could do these things. Like it's the matter of neuro-linguistic programming is the movie your mind sees. You can reprogram that movie. That's why visualization is so powerful. My friend Jason Roberson actually argued with me that we were talking about this. We were saying, and you've met Robo, Jason. We were talking about, he thinks that religion was nothing more than NLP when you really look at it, like getting to people believe into a convicted degree that they can do these things. It was very interesting because you watched it on full display. So, I mean, for the money, Robert Greene was worth it. So I looked at it like that. And I don't think that... It was a bad event. It's just, I think that now you get to a point in entrepreneurship and I think Jason and Jeff can get there. You kind of got to burn some money to find out what works to get you to go the next level. Like you can't play like too safe anymore. You got to kind of like resource out and like you're doing with your app, Jason, like Jeff, you're doing with looking at more group mentorships, dividing out your time, like all these different things. The scale of the model always changes and you don't find out until you lose money what really works and doesn't. I think that's where I'm at. And I don't think that mentorships, masterminds or things like that can really help at this point because it's very situational to my business. So that's kind of my little mic drop. Kate, I'm going to get to you before you get to Miss Daniela and talk about how she kicked some ass this past weekend. How's your last seven days been? And real quick, what role do you have with Daniela um, in, in getting her to the stage? My rule is that we ask. Roll. Like, roll. They see my voice is gone. I'm going to have to turn it to Jeffrey Sue to take over. <sighs> um, all right, I'll start with I'm my choking answer. on his big buck. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> a Pichelin, right, Daniela? I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, last seven days, super busy. It's uh, fall, so uh, super busy time in the NPC, right? So um, shows almost every weekend. Um, I'm just slammed with, with clients. Um, and then uh, I actually expedited the show, Daniela did, so I could assist her in the show. Um, I lost my voice last week screaming people's numbers backstage. Um, mine's back, though. Um, last seven days have, have been great. Now I'm, I'm a mostly a, a full-time mom, part-time uh, posing coach, uh, NPC judge, NPC promoter, head judge. Um, but my role with Daniela, I mean, she started personal training with me what, almost 10 years ago, D? Yeah. Um, so she was just a client of mine. And then we did posing back then. She worked with Jay, um, did a figure show, and then she wanted to get back on stage. Um, so I, I feel like more or less our role, because um, it was a little different in teaching bikini posing this time around, um, was to figure out a stance that was comfortable for her. Mm -hmm. Um how she felt that she could still stand, you know, by herself without some assistance um, and still somewhat showcase that kind of um, bikini front pose. You know what I'm saying? Back pose was easy. Um, and then just kind of learning and working with each other, how, how I'm going to stand and how she's going to hold on to me and how we're going to turn around and go back to the front. Um, so just kind of getting comfortable with, moving with each other, really. Um, that was kind of my role this time around and just practicing and hyping her up and telling her to stay on her diet, even though I know she would, <laughs> but this girl just wanted to eat pizza for the last 18 weeks, I think. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Well, Daniela, first off, um, I before I get to your last seven days, um, from where I suffer from osteogenesis imperfecta, I don't like it when other people just read what Google says. So, if you don't mind, can you tell us what living with what first off what the name of your condition is and what it is living with it for you? Like what is your day-to-day -day like having this? The full name of what I have is like spinal cerebellum slowly starts to deteriorate. So for me. It's genetic, so my mom had it, and my two brothers, mm. and I saw my middle brother just, like, put his head in the sand and let the disease take over him, and I refused to let that be me. Fuck you. So, I just, like, for a long time, I was in denial that this was happening to me, but, like, the gym has always been my escape. So to do another show was more amazing for me. And like being able to say that I did it and I refused to let something like detect, like tell me what I can and cannot do. So, but over time, like, Slowly, I feel like my life was being taken from me, like what I was able to still do. Like, so on heavy, like days, like leg days and back days, I usually have a trainer to help me 
like move around the weights and load machines for me. And he just kind of like makes sure that I'm I have proper form if I need his assistance, but it's I mean so it's but I always tell everybody since they don't know what it is, it's very similar to MS. So mm-hmm. everything that like the cerebellum controls like all muscle movement, speech. Like eye movement, everything just slowly starts to get away from you. That's, I mean, really about it. <laughs> no, that's super emotional. I like the fact, I mean, I was in there and being like, fuck yeah, when you were talking about not accepting no for an answer and pushing through i relate to that i knew that Um, would like ring with you yeah no a hundred percent um jason i want to get your take like so how did you have to program her nutrition because obviously there's like you know with her needing a trainer loading and unloading i would assume lack of neat there are just certain things that maybe you know like how did you adjust that and then if you kate or daniela whichever one and we could go through all three can talk about like what the training looked like, because I think it's very important for people to understand, like the nutrition has to match the training and then all these other little variables to it. Um, so I want to get your take Jay on that stuff and kind of go from there. Well, first and foremost, um, you know, Daniela came in with plenty of time. Like she just wasn't like, Oh, you know, you got 16 weeks to work with me. She came, I had time to get her calories like really high. I wanted to speed up her metabolism. So as much as we could, um, because I knew that she was going to go low carb. I had prepped her before and it was the same this time. Um, and it's because like you said, you know, the neat's probably not there. She's not on everything unloading machines, uh, but I still have her do cardio, uh, you know, and, okay. uh, and, you know, for me, <clears throat> the way I kind of handled it, the first time she came to me, we talked about her condition. Um, but this time for me, it was kind of like, if she tells me that she's having trouble doing something, I'll do it another way. Otherwise I treated her just like any other competitor. I pushed her hard. I mean, her freaking carbs were low. Like I didn't do a damn thing different in terms of how I treated her until she said, Whoa, this isn't working with my disease. And she never did. So sweet. She was ripped. She was in shape. She was, she was in shape, probably one of the better shape bikini girls there. Without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like, I can't say that enough. Um, I mean, she had glute ham tie-in. I mean, like that lower lat was like practically feathered. She was absolutely in shape, more so than the majority of the gals or guys at that show. And there was 180 competitors. That's very badass. It's awesome. So for cardio, Jason, what were you doing for that? Like, was it bike? Was it miss? Did you have to make any adjustments, things like that? And how did that play a role into your nutrition strategy? You just kept going on. Like you said, you treat her like anybody else, but did that weigh in in any of your decisions or directions that you did? Um, you know, <clears throat> again, I was, I, I didn't want to treat Danielle any different. So I did what everyone would need to do until she said something. Um, I honestly, I'd have to look it up. Daniela, you want to explain how your cardio was? 
So in the morning, I had to do fasted cardio, but I have a treadmill in my house. So I just use a treadmill to like do a high intensity, like type walk. And after my cardio or after the gym, my post-workout cardio, I use either a row machine at the gym or the elliptical. Like, I refuse to let this disease dictate to me what I can, I cannot do. So I try and, like, still do as much as I can. Yep. Fuck yeah. And that's, and that, that's why, like I said, I, 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 you know, I didn't have to really tweak that that much because she she was getting it done. I was waiting for her to say, this isn't going to work. And she just doesn't, she never did. Mm -hmm. Badass. Jeff Sue, do you have any questions at this point? Anything you want to say? Um, I guess my question is when did this like start to really progress? I mean, obviously you said that it was genetic when we first started talking. Is that correct? Yes. So my first time I practiced Kate, she was my trainer for the first show. That was like eight years ago. I would say like what I couldn't like could not do was probably at twenty percent. Like I was still able to compete in heels. Yeah. But this time, like, I I wasn't able to go on stage by myself. So I had to wear flats. And Kate was my assistant. Yeah. And when we started personal training, whenever it was, I, I'd agree with that. Um, she was still driving. Um, she could do almost every exercise and maybe a walking lunge was a little challenging. Um, but otherwise she just did everything else. The group did. Um, there was only certain things where she had a little bit of maybe balance. Um, but that was, yeah, eight or nine years ago or something like that. And I think she told me she started showing cause she's 37. So uh, yeah. wrong, but didn't you start showing like mild symptoms when you were around 18 or 20 or something like that? But I was like in my 20s, like 25, I started showing like mild symptoms. Yeah. So I that really noticeable until I was like 33, 34. Yeah. Because when she came back here for her first posing session for now this season, and we've maintained a friendship all these years, but I haven't seen her in person in several years. Um, And she came in the door with a walker. And I truthfully, Daniela took everything in me not to cry when I saw you come in. Um, Because I didn't know it progressed like that. And um, like you always tell me, you're just trying to be normal. So it's not like she's prefaces everything with, oh, here's my disease, and oh, I'm in a walker, and she's just coming in for her posing session. Like, it's a normal day, like everybody else in my room. Um, so I, I would say it progressed maybe quickly, but I don't know how the disease works in terms of amount of time. Well, Daniela, you said, I think you're one of your brothers, you said kind of bared their head in the sand and did nothing. Um, 
I assume bodybuilding was something that you picked up because you felt that it would, you know, help building muscle would help you um, maybe progress less fast than other people. Has that been the case? So when I first got into bodybuilding, it was like a way for me to mentally say, I can still do it. Mm-hmm. When my brother got sick, he like, just let the disease completely consume him. So for me to still be active and try and like do as much as I can, I feel like it like either use it or lose it. So if you keep using your muscle, yeah. That's longer. So I I have a question. So Obviously, you know, you and your your brother took very different paths when confronted with this challenge. Were you more of a fighter or were you more resilient, you think, as a child just growing up? Because obviously it must have been devastating and somewhat of a, a a shock, of course, like to know that you have this and that you know that slowly your own control of your body is going to be taken away from you. So when you were confronted with that, like, did your parents ever tell you, like, when you were a kid, like, you know, you have this disease and this is this is what's going to happen to you? And how, well, how? So how it works is when your parents, when I, I was born, I had a 50-50 shot. Like, either I would be fine or I would, like, inherit the disease. Yeah, it's like a lie, 50-50. Yeah. Yeah, genetic dominant. Even when my mother was passing away, like I was stronger and like more of a fighter versus my brother when he like learned about it. He was like he wasn't as strong as I was. So I feel like even when we were younger, I was more of a by a dark height versus yeah yeah thank you for that. yeah um I'm trying to think what I'm trying to think what questions I have because I'm just kind of like wow I'm, I think I know it personally I know what it takes to have to over, to work through something like that but yours is even more intense than mine so I'm kind of like hmm Okay, is there anything you'd like to say from your perspective or Jason from your perspective? Because I'm sure you guys have your own unique ones. Because, I mean, me and Jeff Sue were just pepper with questions about, like, well, what's this like? And what's that like? And it's quite evident she's kicked ass and dominated. And I didn't want to, like, you know, my questions would sound ignorant at that point. So I want to know what you guys, what your two takes is on it. So, Kate, let me get yours. And then, Danielle, if there's anything you want to sprinkle in, feel free to chime in as well. Um. You know, and I told D this, uh, that it was just, you know, first I, I was set up to judge the show. Right. So when Daniela came in and, um, it was very clear that she needed assistance, right. And the NPC and the IFBB have to accommodate anyone, no matter what their, um, disability is, we have to accommodate them in whatever way they need. Right. So I asked her, do you want me to set up having somebody um, assist you or do you want it to be me? 
And she said, I want it to be you. So I happily, you know, stepped down from judging. Um, so I could be there for her to help her. And uh, then going back to where, where I was, I guess, I, I told her uh, maybe several times, um, I think I'm going to get choked up, how honored I was. Um, you guys should have heard the fucking crowd when she walked out on stage. It was fucking unbelievable. 500 people in that room were screaming for her. Um, a lot of people in that room cried just seeing her walk on stage. Um, cause what's your excuse? You had a bad day or you ate peanut butter or whatever the fuck it was. You have no excuse. You know, this young lady showed everybody in that room, um, so much heart and soul and, 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 um, <laughs> perseverance and really made you want to look at your own life and, and check it really quick and uh, maybe stop complaining about things that don't mean anything. And uh, it was just an honor. It, it was incredible to see her do it. Not only win her class, get up in the overall um, and just to be there as her friend. Um, it was just my honor. It really was. Sorry. No. No, it's cool. No, that's raw shit. Jay, anything you'd like to say, your take on it? I think you were, I think I froze a second, but I think you're putting it over to me. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that it's just one of those great stories to to tell and let other people see, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, like, you know, even, even when you, you Jeff get up on stage, you know, like there's a story to be told there. And, and this is Daniela's story. And I think that it's motivating. Uh, I think it's inspiring. And, you know, as a coach, you know, this was a six month process. Um, I brought her on and we had to get her calories high. And like, I mean, I had her eating, I think like 365 carbs. Cause I knew I had to get her metabolism revved as, as hard as I could. Um, so that wasn't easy. Like her hunger was always ranked like zero or one. And then to get ready, I mean, I had a crusher low on carbs. And at one point she sent me a training video and she's like, I don't think my pictures are showing you how lean I am. Yeah. And, and they really weren't. And so at that point I did give her a little food back, but it wasn't much. I think I took up like 110 carbs or something from like 70 or 80. Um, but she worked her ass off. And I think it's just a, a story of perseverance, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's why I wanted to have her on on uh, the podcast after. I mean, she took she had two first place and a fifth. Um, God damn. Yeah. Killed that it. Has, no, that's that's killing it. Um, Jeff, Sue, do you have any like a final question? Anything you'd like to say? I want to see what kind of advice that she would give to people. Um, mm. That's a good one. Struggling, struggling with their own issues. And comparing themselves, maybe saying like, oh, well, somebody has it worse than me or, you know, I have it worse than them. You know, th th there's always this comparison of who has it worse out there, who's busier, who's more stressed. What would you say to those people? Well, I always told Kate, like, the worst thing for me is to see someone just, like, take advantage of what they have, like, and see wasted talent to completely like upset me but 
it's like that the card deck of cards that he thinks that you can handle. So you're given this life and don't take chances of it. Like just play the cards that you're dealt and like just take advantage of every day that you have and don't let anything get in your way and stop you from achieving everything that you want. I have a question. Like um, Kate mentioned, you know, you were driving back then. Are you no longer able to drive? Well, long distance, I get nervous. So uh, I have someone drive me. Okay. I'll do myself. Okay. But it's a long distance that starts to scare me. Yeah. So you can drive to like the store and you do your own shopping and um and you still live like you don't have assisted like help or anything really. You kind of still live on. Okay. Wow. All right. Like, I have my dad and he's so used to always helping my brother like do things because my father passed away but like when my dad tries to like help me I get so erased and like mad at him and like I do it on my own like I'm helping like my brother I want to do as much as I can so even like her dad will, will bring her to her session. And I've seen that in, in like, in like this amount where, you know, her dad's trying to help her get into the car or whatever. And she's just like, <laughs> I can do it myself. Like she just gets herself there, opens the damn door, like fucking gets in the car. Nobody's helping her. Like I've seen that in like the littlest snippet. So that does not shock me whatsoever. You would tell your little dad to skedaddle. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. Danielle, is there anything you would like to say um, from your, you know, from your side that you'd like people to know, like what's next for you? If even that, um, where do you plan on going? I'm going to give it to you to kind of like take it. And then where can everybody follow you at? We'll obviously put it in our Instagrams and all that and give you a follow so people can know where to find you. But yeah, I just want to turn it over to you to close it out. I think it's motherfucking best story of the year. Hey, yeah. I know for a fact after the holidays, I want to work with Jason again to like carve load and get as like the highest clean balls that I can. And maybe soon I would like to compete again as much as I hated not being able to have Gmail, but I feel like. If I can still do it, I would like to. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm just going to keep working out of the gym and hopefully gain my muscle mass. And things slow me down. Are there days that you take yourself to the gym and then you train on your own? You only have a trainer for two of the days? I have a trainer for two days, but every other day I'm by myself. Got it. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. 
to come and join us. Um, anything else you guys want to say in closing? You guys good? Uh, Jason, Jeff, Kate. I mean, uh, it's like I said, the story of the year. Um, what you did was really remarkable. It should inspire a lot of people and at least let a lot of people see the beauty in our sport because a lot of people only see the drugs and the deaths and things like that. And there's actually a lot of good inspirational stuff that comes from the sport. If people would actually go digging for gold in the areas rather than negativity. So um, thank you for taking the time to join us and share your story. Um, I'll be following along and wish you the best and hope you keep kicking ass along the way. I guess the, you know, something I would point out is, um, you know, like Jeff, the doctors told you, you barely, you wouldn't even walk and you found bodybuilding and built, you know, built the muscle that allowed you to, to do it because your, your bones are weaker. And here's Danielle, you know, as soon as she knew that the diagnosis, she found the weights or went to the weights and was like, you know, this makes sense that I need to keep my muscles as strong as possible. So I think it's, you know, it's pretty cool of what it kind of did for both of you. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I, I know what weight training's done for me too. It's given me right. all the world full of confidence compared to what I was at, at 18 and 19 when I picked up a barbell. Um, but I think it's cool to see um, the freedoms maybe, or the, the life that it's given both of you. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's why I wrote about my book. I have a whole chat, like two couple chapters about it. Just really talk about like, you know, I'm cool with the fact that I made the choices I made. Um, in pursuit of all things bodybuilding that might come and get me back in the ass because I have a life that no one said I would have. So deuces for me. I'm cool with that. Most people <laughs> live fucking 80 safely. I'm not trying to get to 80 safely by any stretch of the imagination because I was told I wouldn't have much anyway. Yeah. So it's just a different lens. So I, I know what Daniela has to think about over there at all times. And it's always having to think, you just can't think one meal ahead. You got to think like, what does this look like for me in 10 years with the decisions you make now? So there's a lot of that future component, but, um, you know, thank you for taking the time to join us and kick ass, keep kicking it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Peace. <laughs>